Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. All right, people, this is a very special show. We're talking about Pig Little Eyes, which is, I'd have to say, even though I'm one of the executive producers and this is a cast member, an historic first, the first reality show starring a family of pigs rescued from a high kill shelter in Los Angeles. Simone Reyes, who's in the black turtleneck looking very mysterious, um, is the one... (laughs) who rescued them with an incredible team. They went to Cindy Brady's house. She is there in the corner with the orange shirt. And Melissa Breslow, top left, did a special healing ceremony. Lindsay Baker was there uh, assisting and has been an all-around trooper, throwing an incredible launch party in her beautiful home for uh, the cast and all the fans So it's been very successful. I have to start with Cindy Brady. Cindy, um, tell us how the pigs are doing. Tell us about the pigs. Oh, they're doing great. Um, They are a family now. They are all reunited. Um, Beatrice and Dante are not quite back together. They still have to work out some little problems but (laughs) but the kids are all good and and they're all together as one family and they are healthy they're happy all of them are spayed and neutered and they couldn't be happier so i want simone to tell us how this all started literally i wanted to do a reality show for our new streaming network unchained tv which is a global streaming network you can download it on your phone you can download it on your TV set via Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick, Roku, or if you have an LG or Samsung Smart TV. And in fact, you know, we'll put up this little QR code, which you can grab. It's the easiest thing in the world. There's no sign up. There's no email. There's no download of your personal information. You literally put in the words Unchained TV, one word, and uh, voila, you have exposure to hundreds of videos all with a theme of compassion to animals, nature, the planet, and people. So I was trying to come up with a reality show. And I called Simone, who's a dear friend. I'm like, Simone, we got to come up with a reality show. And she's like, I can't talk now. So take it away, Simone. What happened after that? Well, like most typical rescues in the pig world, we find out about a lot of them through social media. And, you know, this was when the pandemic was even worse. (laughs) And um, people were on their their phones a lot. And I was scrolling and I saw a picture of the two most pathetically sad um, little bonded pair at uh, one of the shelters that really, really set off alarms because there are certain shelters that are really, really, really high kill and other ones that give a little bit more time for the rescues to step in or for the public to adopt. So when I saw this picture of these two really, really scared and really, really sad looking pigs. I just thought, oh my God, a bonded pair. That's going to be twice as hard to get them out um, because homes just aren't available 
widely. You know, most people are not zoned for pigs. Most people don't have the time to, you know, give to, to raising pigs properly. And certainly, um, you know, it takes money and it, it takes effort. And, uh, you know, you don't just want to place a pig, which is, um, which is an animal that needs a certain amount of space. They need, you know, soil, they need, um, they need mud, you know, they, they need all of these things. You don't want to place an animal, you know, anywhere just so that they get off the kill list. You know, we never want to do that. We want to place them somewhere that's going to be appropriate and wonderful for them. So yeah, that was what happened. Jane wanted to do a reality show and I was living a reality show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we got them over to Cindy Brady's home and you opened your, what was it? Uh, some little laundry room. room. Tell My us about room. that. Well, I didn't really have space. I have farm animals myself. I have a little sanctuary. I have other pigs. So I didn't really have the space for them, but I figured I have a laundry room that was empty at the time. And I found out that um, when we found out that B was pregnant, um, babies have to be at a certain temperature. They have to be at 95 degrees when they're first born um, or they, when they get cold, they die. So I had to have an environment for them where I could actually climate control it and, and keep them at a certain, certain temperature. So I converted my whole laundry room into a little nursery for them. We put up a little um, uh, a box for B, like a little, uh, um, there's a word for it, I can't think of it, um, like a baby box. And um, she got shavings and hay in there and everything. And so we got ready for, for her to have her babies there and to be able to climate control the space, which was really the most important at that point. So then we found out that Dante and Beatrice had children. And as you mentioned, 13 piglets arrive and there's all sorts of drama. And that's when we bring in Melissa Breslow, because we had to move the pigs from one location to another on Cindy's property. And that was not easy. It was really crazy difficult because... Pigs don't necessarily do what you tell them to. They're more like cats. You say go this way, they go the other way. So, Melissa, tell us what you did in terms of um, making sure that this was peaceful, compassionate, and that it was good vibes all the way around. Yeah, so once we got the pigs all settled together as a family, um, then we all came together as a circle, and we sent them love and light in our prayers um in peace um and sent them the best for their future and and for all the calm to come in and it was very powerful as we all chanted um you know healing mantras for them uh we could all feel it we were all feeling really emotional um because of all this hard work that this whole team put together it was just mag it was such a magnificent job and it was such a big day with the move so it was so nice to end it on such a beautiful note so you can watch all of this unfold on Unchained TV, okay? Unchained TV is the global streaming network that is completely 100% free. And the reason is it's run through our nonprofit. We are not trying to make money. What we are trying to do, Lindsay Baker, is open people's hearts and their minds, not by lecturing them, but by letting them connect the dots, you were there. What was your takeaway uh, as you saw this all unfold? Because we were all involved in our roles, but you were there as a character, but you also had a chance to observe. 
Yeah, well, a couple of things. First of all, in terms of being able just to move the little pigs, it was such a huge production. It was such a huge task. And it was amazing how everyone came together and did that. But what I want to say is the work isn't over. It's just begun. And then now is the time for us to get this word out to people and let them see. And I think the genius of the show is the fact that just like when you watch a reality show, like I watch a lot of reality shows and I start out with some of these people, they're just like these rich people. And you're like, well, who are you, you know, to be so this when everybody else has, has nothing, you know, and then, but when you start to watch, you get to know them and you see their quirks and you see their good side. And so when people, the point I'm getting to is when people are watching these pigs, they get drawn in. In fact, the other day, a friend of mine who takes care of our animals when we travel was here. And I said, watch this episode, you'll see me in it. And so she watched it. And then she was like, I'm trying to talk to her and go, hey, would you like some coffee? And she's like, she got pulled in. And she watched the entire three episodes. So I guess what I'm saying is the show is amazing. So many people came together to make this happen. But for those of you that are watching, you can help. Please share this out. Please download Unchained TV. The barcode is on every single post that you'll see about it. So please get involved and help and watch the show. It's amazing. And I will say there are piggies. This is not cheap. And we did have generous people who donated and uh, allowed Unchained TV, our nonprofit, to create an Unchained TV foster center so that if there is an animal who needs rescuing right now or they'll be killed, we can pull them out, put them in that foster center for a short period of time while we come up with a permanent home. Meanwhile, all these piggies need to be fed. They need hay. They need veterinary care. They need vegetables. They need all sorts of things that are not cheap. I have fostered. I have adopted remotely. doesn't mean my, <laughs> my Valentino is coming to my uh, apartment uh, because that's the problem. People uh, taking these pigs in when they're babies, thinking they're micro pigs, and then they grow and then they dump them at the shelter. But I'm going to be fostering Valentino, one of the pigs who, little piglets who really bonded with me. But we need other people to foster as well, a monthly fee. We're going to talk about that in a second, but we've got a caller. Uh, Sarah from Atlanta, your question or thought? Hi, uh, everybody. I don't know if you can hear me, but I was just watching a Pig Little Lies the one where the coyote, they were worried about coyotes. And my friend Julie was on the news because a coyote actually got into her doggy door and one of her beagles chased the coyote out. And I suggested that she get the rollers so that because maybe they could do a follow-up news story on that. I, I didn't even get the idea until I saw the episode. So I really appreciate you guys having the show, the Pig Little Lies show, and hopefully we can show more people because there's coyotes everywhere and we're not trying to hurt them. We just need to deter them. And I think that roller is, is the most humane way. What do you say about that? Thank you. Oh, that's a great point. And see, at one point, we don't want to give away the whole show. We want you to watch <laughs> uh, Pig Little Lies on Unchained TV. Absolutely free. You can get it on your phone. You literally go to your app store, whether you have an iPhone or a you get, on Android, it's Google Play. 
on um, iPhone. It's obviously the app store. But you just put this word in, Unchained TV, and it downloads and you can watch Pig Little Lies right on your phone if you want. It's that simple. So, you know, we don't want to give it all away. But the point is, at one point, after all this drama with the piggies, we're like, whew, but then no, because there are coyotes in the neighborhood. We are not anti-coyote. It's their land. But the point was, we certainly didn't want the piggies becoming appetizers for the coyotes. So as you watch, you'll find out there was this solution that we came up with. And there's a lot of drama surrounding the coyote rollers. So you can watch that. We've got another caller, Paige in Los Angeles. Your question or thought, Paige. Yes. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, fantastic. My question is for Melissa Breslow. I know this festival's coming up this weekend called Disclosure Festival. Melissa, I have followed your sound baths on Jane Unchained and Unchained TV. Tell us a little bit about your involvement with this. And you all are my heroes and sheroes. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you, Paige. I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) Um, So Disclosure Fest is this Saturday, the 18th. Um, I'm part of the core team. Uh, I run, there's a lot of yoga. It's a full vegan festival, which is just amazing. There'll be so many different food trucks there. Um, It's going to be really fun. Uh, There's going to be a lot of speakers. Trevor Hall is the um, headliner. There's going to be so much music. It's a full arts, dance, fun, vegan festival. And uh, I can't wait. And I'll be doing a sound bath um, and doing a meditation there as well. And I always do it for the planet. Because when we love the planet, when we love the animals, we're loving ourselves. It's all full circle. So where is it? uh, It's downtown Los Angeles at the Los Angeles Historic uh, Park. I have been to the Disclosure Fest. It is awesome. And you spoke. I did speak at the Disclosure Fest, and it is just huge, huge, and absolutely a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Uh, And Melissa, did you, you said you sensed energy, because there we were in a circle, everybody here and others as well, just sending out the energy to the pigs. What is the power? For those who might go, oh, mumbo-jumbo. There's no power there. We all felt it. I started crying. A lot of the people there started crying because we want to save all the pigs, not just the baker's dozen that Cindy has graciously taken into her home, but we want to save all the pigs. Yeah, I think we all felt it. And for me, that feeling of energy is feeling the connection to just feel the power. I feel the light. Light is a word I use to just feel the energy. But I feel like the earth's vibration. Um, I felt those animals, every single one of those pigs, like I'm a huge cat and dog lover. They have such unique personalities and you could really feel that from them. And you could feel the peace that we all generated together. Um, just, it was such a beautiful moment. But for me, it's that connection. When you really tune in, when you're quiet and you listen and you just let yourself be one. And that is so true. And now these happy pigs are living at Cindy's. Some of them have been adopted to wonderful homes, but there is this family unit who remains. And uh, Cindy, you need help. You know, this is expensive. Um, what, what can people do? I know I've fostered uh, Valentino. I've agreed 
But we just made that agreement the other day because all of this is happening in real time. We don't kid around at Unchained TV. We shot this very recently. Our incredible Emmy-winning producer, director, editor, Eamon McChrystal, is editing episode four right now. It drops on Friday. And so it's a work in progress. So we were just up at Cindy's uh, doing some Instagram videos when uh, the idea of, hey, this is expensive. Hey, as in, hey, they need hay. Hay is not free. Uh, The vegetables are not free. The veterinary care is not free. So what can people do? And are you a 501c3 nonprofit where if they do adopt one of these uh, piggies that they can take a tax write-off? Yes. Yes, we are 501c3 nonprofit organization. Um, we are called Tiny Masters um, because, man, when you have little baby pigs, you know they run your life. Um, and yeah, the idea with the sponsorship came up because of the animals that are staying. Um, five of the babies got adopted out to wonderful, wonderful homes, but I still have seven of them. And um, I figured, you know, if they stay together as a family unit, which is great for B, because um, I think she has been a breeding pig. And I think in previously, all the babies have been taken away from her always. She's never been able to keep her family together. And so she's super happy. She's loving having the babies. And so I warmed up to the idea of maybe keeping them and not finding homes for the other ones. But like you said, you know, there's there's a lot of money involved. There's food, there's veterinary care. And so you and I, we actually came up with the idea of a sponsorship. So somebody can adopt a pig and it is kind of your pig. Um, So you you make a monthly contribution and um, the pig is, you're the sponsor for that pig, but you don't have to take it home. Like you said, you know, those pigs can be 90, 100 pounds. So no, sometimes people would love to be part of their life, but they don't want to actually physically take them home. And um, if somebody wants to sponsor a pig who's living here in the area, I would be more than happy for them to have, you know, visitations to come out on the weekend, visit with their pig, take photos. Um, Maybe we can do some Christmas cards or cards for the holidays that will involve your pig if you sponsor a certain pig. And you would be kind of a foster parent to that pig. And yes, Jane, you, you, Valentino, just, loves Jane he just has adopted her from day one so (laughs) you've become the sponsor for Valentino which is awesome because he's one of the most amazing pigs out of the group he's sweet and loving and just amazing so yeah if if people would love to adopt a little piglet like that would be awesome yes and I out of town right like if they live out of town they can come and visit on their vacation they could that's that's true that would be awesome yes And, you know, you get to be part of a whole community. We have a lot of fun. We have parties. Uh, Lindsay Baker threw a great party at her house for Unchained TV's launch and the Pig Little Lies launch. My gosh, what a party. Everybody was raving about it. And so, you know, there's so much fun involved. Um, So uh, we're going to um, obviously put up the website. Do you have a website yet, Cindy, or is that something that's a work in progress? And how much would the uh, the fostering be? Obviously, there's probably a scale, right, where yes. Yes. you give something monthly and you can um, uh, have certain amenities, like come up and visit, and maybe there's something where if you just want to give a little bit of money and just support the group overall, Uh, Because Cindy has a lot of other animals that she's rescued and they need help too. Sheep and goats and lambs and horses. Tell us a little bit. Um, 
we are in the process. We we have the five four one c three, but we are in the process of redoing our web page and everything because we are now including the farm animals. Um, previously, I have been for many years a wildlife rehabilitator, so most of my web page and everything was geared towards wildlife. I, I rescue squirrels and and wildlife possums, raccoons, and things like that. So when I started um, opening my heart to farm animals, which has been an amazing experience, um, the whole organization kind of grew. My whole five four one c three grew. And so we are in the process of setting that up, but um, we will have something at the end of the last episode that will give people an opportunity to where to go, where to donate and all that. That will be all set up. And by the end of the last episode, we will have that up. I talked to Eamon about that. So oh, we will put that up. Yes. And we, so I'd like to adopt a pig. Yay! <laughs> oh. I'll sign up. I'd love it. <laughs> Yay, that's fantastic. Thank you, Melissa. You're always so generous and wonderful. And I call up Melissa all the time. Well, also everybody else on this Zoom, I call up Simone and Lindsay and drag them into these adventures. But we have a good time, don't we? I mean, we do. We uh, do. What are some of the names of the? And by the way, I will also adopt oh one. But what are some of the names of the piggies? What are what are the names? Because we want to see which one we vibe with the most. Which one you vibe? You should actually come out and meet them. You should really kind of spend some time with them because Valentino pretty much adopted Jane. There was no, she didn't have a choice. He adopted her, which was very cute. But we still have, um, on the babies, we still have Coco, which is a black and white pig, and she's adorable, very friendly. We have Buttons, who is the smallest. Um, she also, she has more white and a little black, and she's, she's by far the smallest and very, very pretty. Then we have Suki, who is kind of an all-black pig, and she has white feet. She's a big girl, but she's very sweet, and she has her daddy's face. She's just as pretty as her daddy. Um, so those, I think, are the three girls that we have. And then we have on the boys, Valentino is taken. Then we have Waffles um, and Boris, who is a very special little piggy. He had problems from birth on, and he's blind. Um, he can see shadows a little bit. He can see movement a little bit, but he's basically blind, and he will forever stay with his mommy. That was the first one that I actually decided to keep with us because he needed to stay with his family and his mom. And um, he's very sweet, though. He's a darling, but he, he can see, so he would be a special needs child for somebody. Wow. <clears throat> well, we will lay all this out on our Unchained TV news <laughs> uh, platform, which is unchainedtv.com. So we're going to be doing a story on this. Uh, we've done other stories, but a story with a focus, a focus on the adoption and making sure that this isn't just a show, that this is really lifetime care for these animals and to show people how much work is involved. We've got another caller, Karen from California. Karen, your question or thought for the Pig Little Eyes cast. Oh, my goodness. You guys were awesome. I loved that everybody was just showing so much um, care for the piggies and um, and the love. And, you know, people have to understand that these they're just like doggies or any other animals, all the animals. You know, we have to love all of them. And um, and just the passion to try to save everyone. It was amazing. Do you have a question for the cast? Oh, a question for the cast. Um, <clears throat> oh, my goodness. So, uh, 
how like uh oh my goodness <laughs> i i didn't realize uh, i i am um, how much did you like the ceremony oh yes well i love the ceremony because honestly it is tough to move these pigs from one area of the house to another and there was a lot of squealing going on and so somebody who is not really paying attention might say well what are they doing of course, we did everything we could, humanly possible, to cradle these babies and finally carry them from one part to the other. We thought we, thought we could sort of shoo them over, but they didn't pay attention to our directions and they were going in all different directions. And after a few hours of trying to get them to go from point A to point B, we realized the baby should be carried and they squealed. But the point was, we are on their side. We're helping them. And while they did have some tantrums, um, it was all for their benefit. And that's why the healing ceremony was so important. It, it shifted the energy from the squealing pigs to um, everybody happy. As soon as the animals got into their new location, within literally 30 seconds, they were having fun. They were in the bath, in the pool, uh, having a mud bath. So, so tell us, why did the energy shift, Melissa? Um, I think it was so beautiful once they all were together in home, in their new environment. And uh, Cindy set up such a beautiful space for them. It was, they had a little sheltered area of the home. They had baths. They were next to Dante. It was just such a great area. And then for us to all just come together and we put up our hands and sent them our energy and our prayers and honored each and every unique individual and all sent them our love. Um, and, I, and I really think that that came through. Uh, it was fantastic. And tell me, Cindy, you had described them as toddlers. Tell us about that. Yeah, <clears throat> I was just about to say when you were saying about the squealing and everything, I think people don't realize about how complex pigs are because they are very dramatic. Like the tiniest little thing sets them off and they're very verbal. Now you have to understand pigs are also uh, uh, prey animals. So, you know, they have a lot of predators and their defense when a predator picks them up is to scream and to, to be just the loudest they can. So the predator goes like, what the hell? And they drop them. So anything, they're just picking them up. They go into this complete tantrum and they are like little toddlers. I had some of them that had belly aches, just gas or, or just belly aches or constipation. And oh my God, you think they're going to die? They just throw themselves on the floor and they're very verbal. Pigs have an amazing range of, of verbal communication. So, you know, in the beginning, I, the, I was new to little pigs. I've never had little pigs. I have older pigs. I was a little scared because I thought, oh, my God, they're really sick or there's something really wrong with them. And I realized, no, they're just being super dramatic. And I, I don't belittle that. I don't mean dramatic for nothing, but they're just very verbal. And even vets, you know, the first vet that came over to check them out came with earplugs because they know the moment you pick them up, they scream their heads off. So the whole the screaming that was going on, it was really a lot of it was just them being being upset. Nothing more. So, you know, can I just say something, Jane? It's like what I was saying about the when you watch people on a reality show, when people get to know pigs and what they really are, their intellect and all these nuances that Cindy was just talking about. That's that's what I think is going to have the greatest impact. I just want to say that. Absolutely. That's the whole point of doing it. 
uh, with Unchained TV. We don't want to lecture people, let people be entertained, see these animals. And on the other side of the break, we're going to talk to Simone Reyes, who started this off uh, by actually seeing the pigs in a kill shelter and taking action. We're going to talk to her about um, her work with social compassion and legislation, changing laws for animals. Uh, There's a whole bunch more happening. So stay right there on Voice America Radio. We'll be right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. We are here with the cast of Pig Little Lies, which is streaming now on Unchained TV. This is a global streaming network, absolutely free for you to download. You can download it right on your phone, or you can download it via Amazon Fire Stick onto your TV or Apple TV device or Roku device. Or if you have a Samsung or LG Smart TV, you can type in under streaming channel search bar, Unchained TV, one word, and it'll come up. It's free. You don't have to put your email or anything in. We want to make it as easy as possible for you to get these incredible shows all done through our nonprofit. Uh, So we're not here to make money. We're here to change hearts and minds. Simone Reyes, you are the Vice President of Communications for Social Compassion and Legislation, which has passed many bills here in California that have then been replicated across the United States for animals. Oh, what is the problem and is there a legislative solution? One of the problems that we even, unfortunately, in this day and age, which seems crazy, um, that, that we're still seeing is that animals in certain jurisdictions are still being allowed out of the shelter when they're not fixed, which seems crazy. Um, certainly, I would say 99.9% of the, the pigs that we pull out of the shelter are unfixed. You see by looking at, you know, pig little lies that they're very much like kittens. They have litters. They don't just have one pig. They have litters of pigs. So certainly getting something in place that requires the shelters to fix at least the boys. I mean, that just makes the most sense. You know, it's more expensive to feed the girl, to to fix the girls and this and that, but that would be number one. That's super important. Obviously, zoning is an issue. It would be great if zoning could be opened up more so that people who are responsible, pig moms and dads can have them on their property. But as much as, you know, as as much as they're smarter than dogs, which has been scientifically proven and smarter than most people's toddlers, 
they are also pigs. And as such, they, they need to have, you know, things that dogs may not need to have, you know, they need to have places to root and they need their mud baths and they need, um, they need a lot of socialization, just like dogs do. They need a lot of things. So it's not like, oh, you know, let's, you know, let's make it as easy as it is to adopt a cat because certainly that won't work for a pig. But the fact that, as Cindy said, that many responsible, um, you know, people who love pigs are unable to keep them legally is a huge problem. So, yes, there's a lot of legislation that needs to be passed. Um, it seems. Really but, but let me let me just say this and I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. The problem, the big problem, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, is that people, greedy people are breeding these pigs and they're selling the babies as teacup pigs or micro pigs and there's no such thing and they're saying oh here take this pig which is about this big when they're born and that's their size and they're lying and they're breeding pigs pot-bellied pigs for profit describing the babies as teacup or micro pigs and then Good-hearted people say, oh, how cute. I'll take one in. That's great. He, she or he can live in my backyard. And then they start getting bigger and bigger. And then they dump them at the shelter where they're killed. And that's how we pulled out Dante and Beatrice, two potbelly pigs bonded, which means they love each other. We've described them as husband and wife because they are a bonded, loving pair, a couple. They're a couple. So, um, I would think that the law to pass is ban the breeding of pot-bellied pigs, uh, except under some very, 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 very strict circumstances. What do you think of that, Simone? Well, we, Social Compassion Legislation, did the land, landmark legislation of banning puppy mill dogs, cats, and rabbits, um, including rabbits was really important because people, just like pot-bellied pigs, didn't realize that there was such an, you know, an insane amount of breeding going on. So now in the state of California, which has been, you know, copied in other states, you are not able to go into a pet shop and buy, uh, a, you know, an animal from a puppy mill, you know, at all. And so you would have to go, th they would have to go through a rescue and have those animals um, at their locations, um, a rescue or a shelter animal. That was huge legislation that a lot of people didn't Did, think. Wait a second. Did that cover pigs though, or it's just dogs? No, so that's what I'm saying. No. So it was even a stretch to get the rabbits in there banning um, any of this. But what we also have to realize is just because we banned the sale of dogs, cats and rabbits from, you know, puppy mills doesn't mean that you don't have backyard breeders that are doing a lot of this. Unfortunately, they're still being sold in Craigslist under the guise of rescue. It's obvious when you, you know, see these little teacup this or, you know, micro that, that it's obvious that they're being bred in somebody's backyard, especially when they're charging, you know, three, four, five thousand dollars for them. Um, and and oh, never wait a second. I didn't realize they were charging that much. So they're just taking babies. They're pretending they're there's special micro pigs and they're selling them for thousands of dollars. Yes, but they're not. Yes, because yes. But you have to realize because Craigslist doesn't allow the sale of animals. Right. These are just astronomical so-called rescue uh, fees that they're tagging onto it. So, you know, and I've even had a friend of mine who, you know, wanted to rescue, thought that she was doing the right thing, got an animal at, off of Craigslist and had fallen in love with the animal and was scared for the animal. It was a little sick little puppy. And once the, they got her in the parking lot to do this 
you know, transaction, the prices suddenly go up. So often, even if if you see a rescue fee on Craigslist, which is the worst place ever to get, you know, to to certainly give an animal away on, um, as we know, you know, you'll you'll also often find a situation of you go to this person's par- you know, parking lot somewhere and you see that the animal's in trouble and you just want to get the animal away from this person. You've already sort of psychically bonded with this animal and suddenly they're charging you a lot, a lot, a lot more money. This is all completely illegal, but it's going on every single day. So yes, of course, we need to get uh, a law in place in order to stop the breeding, but there's so, so much criminal activity going on when it comes to animals and breeding and selling of animals. I would think that the answer is to ban Craigslist from doing anything regarding animals, period. Yes. I even spoke to Craig's brother at a party once. People were like, that's Craig's brother. And I spoke to him and he seemed like a very nice gentleman. And he he agreed. And, you know, Craigslist thinks that they did enough by saying, well, you can't sell your animal here. People are still selling, obviously, under the guise of, of rescue. And the worst possible thing is that animals are still being allowed to be given away for free on Craigslist, which is, you know, I hardly ever have a minute to myself. But when I do, I go onto Craigslist. I go onto these ads, free to a good home, and I let the people know this is a haven for animal abusers. Do not ever give your animal away, you know, to for free, first of all, or certainly to somebody you don't know and can't bet. It's it's a nightmare. I actually just did that the other day. Somebody on next door said, I'm leaving town and beautiful little dog. I need my dog needs a good home. I can't take I Well, I'm happy to say that like 40 people, not just me, like 40 people emailed her and said on on next door, are you out of your mind? You can have people who are going to sell the dog to labs. You can have crazy people torture dogs, sick serial killers. Uh, A lot of these mass shooters start out by torturing animals. All of them. (laughs) Are you out of your mind? And she, to her credit, said, oh, my God, I didn't think of that. Uh, People are naive. People think that other because they're good, that other people are good. And that's unfortunately not the case. So, you know, what can we do about this? Our solution is to show people, look, we're not trying to do a dissertation on how to rehabilitate pigs or care for baby pigs. Our goal is simply for people who are still eating pigs to see these pigs, to see how emotional they are, how intelligent they are, how much they love each other, how much they're just like your dogs, except smarter, and to get people to make that connection. So when they're at the baseball game and they're picking up a hot dog, they go, eh, no, I know that hot dog was a pig who wanted to live and it's distasteful for me to eat that. Um, Do you think there's any chance of that happening, Melissa, that people make that connection? Absolutely. But for me, um, what Simone was saying, the most obvious solution is to fix these animals so that no more breeding can be done. And that's huge for the future of our planet, for our resources. And you know what? I just want to say something that really frustrates me. In California, June 1st, we just had all these water changes, conserve the water. And the mainstream media, you know, all these rules and tips, the neighborhoods, um, you know, we're going to ask you if you want a glass of water, but nobody talks about where the water is really going. And that's animal agriculture. That's to the cows, the pigs. And it's 
so frustrating to see. Go vegan. That's how we save our resources. That's how we save the future of our planet. So it's just shocking, but stop the breeding. That's where you end it right there. All these problems, that's the solution. And I do think that people, I think it needs to go from the top down and the bottom up. People need to stop demanding it and realize it. And there need to be laws placed to stop this problem because it's just, it's the future for everyone. We've got a caller, Tom from Chicago. Your question or thought for the cast of Pig Little Lies. Hi, Jane. Can you hear me? Yep. Am I on? Hello? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, thanks. Hi, everyone. Uh, my question was more about the long-term care of the pigs. I don't know what the life expectancy is of them. And I think later on it becomes a concern for older animals because I don't think veterinarians are designed to take care of older pigs because they, they use them live that long. So my question more is about the long-term care commitment of the pigs once they are adopted. Thank you so much for taking my call. You'll have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. And that's a really excellent question. Since I've just adopted a pig and so is Melissa and so is Lindsay. Um, obviously, I can take that question. Okay, go for it. Um, the life expectancy of a pot belly or mini pig is about 20 years. Um, most of them actually pass away because they get arthritis. They, you know, people... Um, don't keep them slim. Um, we're trying to keep our pigs very, very slim and so they don't get overweight because they most likely all get arthritis when they get older. And that is what kills a lot of them. Um, I just had um, a talk with the vet and she said she just put a, had to put a, a pig down that was 22 years old and was suffering from horrible crippling arthritis and she had to put him down. So that's one of the problems. And that has to do with people not keeping them, you know, pigs like to eat. That's everything goes in the mouth. That's their whole life. They love to eat. And people, of course, think, you know, with treats, you know, they give them a lot of treats, they give them extra food, and it's really not good for them. You have to keep them lean. That's one of the things, you know, that people don't realize. Um, as far as veterinarians, um, you are absolutely right. There is a very limited amount of veterinarians that want to and do handle pigs. Um, pigs are very specialized. I mentioned that earlier. They're loud. When you take them to the vet, they're hard to handle, especially when they get bigger and they're very, very loud. You know, when they don't want to be there, they make themselves heard and known. And so not many veterinarians are treating pigs. And again, the spay and neuter thing also is it's very expensive to spay or neuter a pig. And I think that is part why a lot of people just don't get their animals spayed and neutered. It's the same with bunnies. You know, they're they're 300 with pigs. It goes into the six, seven hundred dollars if you have a pet pig to get it spayed or neutered. So people are resistant to neuter and spay because of the price. If we could do something where there was a, you know, with cats and dogs, they have free or, or low cost spay and neuter clinics. If we could include pigs into that, I think we would see a lot of more pigs being spayed and neutered. Well, I mean, to me, what's emerging is a crystal clear everybody's paying the price. I mean, thousands of dollars were spent. We had um, Mick Davudian who donated to help get uh, the house for the pigs. Uh, yes. I personally donated. Lindsay certainly donated with her uh, offer of her house and financial. I mean, I could go on. Simone has been working the phones. Uh, Melissa has donated. We're all donated, okay? <laughs> and yet this is just 13 pigs. And there's millions of them. So the answer is to reduce the number of animals and spay neuter is the obvious solution. You know what I've thought about for years for all of this, because you have a pet overpopulation problem, stray dogs, stray cats, okay, uh, globally. 
Okay. And, and people think it's just in certain countries. No, it's global. Okay. I've experienced it here in my own neighborhood. Uh, and the answer is obviously birth control. I mean, if, if we can send people to the moon, as they always say, why can't we come up with birth control, a pill, a birth control pill for dogs, cats, pigs, uh, that would, I understand that, uh, you had mentioned to me that there was a, a birth control water, uh, like a liquid, uh, Cindy for rats. Um, can you, uh, tell us a little bit about that and, and why are we not making this happen? Cause I've heard from some people and there's no conf- confirmation of this. I mean, this could simply be urban myth that there is a birth control pill for dogs. It's a two pill. And that because it could be such a potential moneymaker, it's not out on the market. I don't know if there's any truth to that whatsoever. Okay. I want to make that clear. But what I will say is they, sh- they should have a, such a pill. And even if it's a two-dose pill, you can make that happen better than having a litter of animals that are killed. Cindy. Um, I don't know about the dog pill. I have, I have not heard about that. I think it would be an amazing solution, though. I agree with you, but um, I haven't heard about that. But I do know that there is a company now that is making a water additive that sterilizes rodents, rats and mice. And that is an amazing solution to the rodent problem. Um, However, it's also falls under the category of pest control. So it isn't really like birth control. It is more like uh, controlling, you know, populations of pests. Um, They've been using this extensively in New York. Um, This company has been working with the New York governor, uh, with the the, um, city of New York. And they have gotten their rat uh, uh, population under control by just sterilizing just sterilizing them so there's no more breeding and now it is finally approved in california i just saw it approved and i think that is an amazing way of of rodent control i'm a wildlife rehabilitator so i'm i'm you know i'm always opposed to traps and and poisoning and all that it is so horrible and it it does such damage to these animals and by sterilizing them it is a very very elegant way of of controlling the population and as the rats die out in a certain colony there will be no more and they also don't create a void because oftentimes when you when you um, uh, terminate animals, you know, the, the rats around it will see that there is a void created and then they just move in. So you're really not not helping with the problem. But the sterilization is a perfect, perfect solution to this. Yes. And it is legal in California now. Well, that's absolutely wonderful. Uh, absolutely. Killing is never the solution. No. And when you poison rats, you poison all the way up the food chain. So the birds who eat the rats, uh, then die or the squirrels or the coyotes or the, it's just killing is not the answer. And this is what we in the vegan movement try to explain to people on every level. We do not need to kill to survive. We're killing ourselves right now. And, uh, not to get into politics, but even with these mass shootings, people say, well, you know, we're a hunting community. I've heard that at least a half a dozen times since the uh, massacre in Texas. Well, we need our guns because we're a hunting community. No, actually, we're in the midst of the sixth mass extinction. We're wiping out wildlife at such a fast pace that in a decade, at the rate we're going, we're going to have essentially no wildlife vertebrates left on this planet. And that is no exaggeration. And um, primarily it's happening because of um, 
destruction of habitat for cattle grazing land or to grow crops to feed the 80 billion animals we kill every year. So killing, killing, killing is uh, the big problem, whether we kill the animals to eat them. Uh, you know, the pandemic very likely, according to scientists, started at a slaughterhouse in China. Um, and uh, the New York Times even did an article saying, you know, that is the most likely scenario. And so we've got the pandemic. We've got all sorts of problems. You talked about water and that nobody's talking about it. Well, Melissa Breslow, last week at this time, we had a water expert on and he confirmed exactly what you said. It takes 450 gallons of water to make one meat hamburger. And the average vegan saves 600 gallons of water per person per day. But I think that is actually an underestimate because if people ate two hamburgers a day, that's already up to 900 gallons of water. So we talked about that. And what he said was, it's not just drought. It's something called permanent drought, which is decertification, where an area that stops producing water, there's no water. It's not just temporary, which is a drought. It's permanent. And he said, that's going to be happening. And it is in the process of happening. And he said the animal agriculture industry will end ultimately when people say, do you want to have a glass of water or hamburger? You decide. Well, guess what? We can't live very long without water. We can live for our entire lives without eating a meat hamburger. So um, this is the kind of information that we try to get across here at Unchained TV. And I got to tell you, this is a world-class expert on water. And what he told me was the mainstream media doesn't doesn't accept that pitch. You know, he he wants to tell this on the major networks, but they're not calling. That's why we have Unchained TV, because you, the general public, are not getting the real story. Why? Because mainstream media is advertiser-based. And look at the advertisers. Fast food, pharmaceuticals, meat, dairy, and pills. I want to give Melissa a chance to, to respond to that. Uh, yeah, it's, it blows my mind. Um, I, I, and, and, and then, um, I'm part of all these groups and we're trying to push the message and people are scared to say that people are like, Oh, let's be soft about it. We don't want to upset people in their meat consumption. And I'm just like, let's just tell people the honest truth, the honest answer, because when you have a, I love solutions and this is the solution. <laughs> let's, let's be solution based, you know? Um, that's how you solve it is stop eating animals. I want to go to Lindsay Baker. You've been a rock. You have done so much. And anytime we ask, you are there. Um, what do you see in terms of you've been able to see Unchained TV from the begin Unchained TV from the beginning? What are your what are your thoughts on it? I think it's really growing exponentially. I think it's an amazing resource that people need to know about and they are finding out about it. But the mere fact that it's free, like every single app says it's free, but once you download it, then you pay. This is absolutely free. You do not pay anything. So all of these people that are putting out these efforts, you know, doing shows that are going up on here, and all of us, we are not getting paid a cent. We are telling you things. We are from our heart uh, giving you information that will help you 
and we have no vested interest. We have, we have nothing to gain other than saving our planet and doing good for the world. So people should understand that. I think that's a really important point to bring out to folks to know why we're doing this, why all of the activists, all the vegan activists are doing this and all activists why we do what we do. You are absolutely right. And uh, Lindsay Baker is one of our key contributors. She does a weekly show on Facebook. She also has helped with everything. Just thank you, Lindsay, for everything you do. Uh, And it's true. We are virtually an all volunteer organization. Yes, there are a few people we have to pay, technical people, but but 99% of the people are the people here. Nobody's paid. In fact, another word for nonprofit is money pit. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we're doing it for one reason and one reason only to get you to download so that you can transform your life and save the planet you know uh right now california where we are all at is in an excessive heat wave it's baking and that creates not just drought wildfire risk and people are complaining People are complaining. I can't even walk my dog. The, the, the tar is so hot. My dog is bouncing her paws up. Well, what is causing that? What is causing that is climate change. And what is causing climate change? They talk a lot about fossil fuels, but they don't talk about animal agriculture, which is a leading cause of climate change. Basically, giving the planet a buzz cut to feed 80 billion animals and to allow some of those animals, very few to graze, most are kept in warehouses, but trees absorb carbon. If we were to reforest the areas that are not containing trees anymore because of animal agriculture, we could immediately begin to reverse climate change. And the easiest way to have an impact on the climate is three times a day when you eat food to eat a low carbon footprint diet. Simone, give us, we only got 30 seconds left. Your final thoughts. Well, it all comes back to telling their stories. You know, I think that we can throw a lot of numbers and they're scary numbers. You know, we can throw a lot of you know, research and all of that, but people kind of glaze over. But when you actually go on, you know, and and you see, you know, the actual individual personalities of all of the little guys on Pig Little Lies, and you actually see their story and you connect and you see that animals have the same nervous systems, we're all able to feel pain and terror and we're all able to feel joy and love and we all want to have family bonds and we, and we want to be bonded with, with you know, others of our own kind. It's a very, 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 very big lesson for people who are still eating meat and drinking dairy if you just see them as individuals. And if you can see them as individuals, you are unable to eat them or harm them or pay somebody else to kill them. It is impossible. I also wanna say one thing. I truly feel that it took a village to get these animals into a safe situation. And we really couldn't have done it without Terry from um, Saving Animals and Healing Hearts. She's been kind of our pig guru. And whenever we're confused, we go to her and she's just been incredible for us. And I have two awards because I accidentally ordered them <laughs> twice for Terry sitting on my desk. So Terry, 
you deserve an award. Thank you, everyone. I know you're all very busy. Thank you for joining us for the hour. Melissa Bressler, Lindsay Baker, Cindy Brady, Simone Reyes, I'm Jane Velez Mitchell, and you should download Unshamed TV. It's a lot of fun. Join us. <laughs>